Good morning. Y'all are really packed in here, aren't you? If you haven't found a seat yet, we need to go on and get started, so try to do that quickly. Um, before we begin worship this morning, though, I wanted to make you aware of a really exciting worship opportunity next week. It'll be next Tuesday, January 22nd. It's called uh, Mosaic. And the idea is that it's a diverse worship experience that'll utilize a lot of different uh, styles of music, but also different art forms. There'll be dance, there'll be uh, visual arts. It'll be a really unique and special opportunity to worship. And that's uh, next January 22nd at 7 o'clock. It's in Powell Chapel in the Truett Seminary. And that's led and sponsored by the Baylor Church Music students. And so I really hope that you'll make an effort to be there then. This morning in chapel, it's a, it's a little bit different than we've normally done. Um, if you were with us last semester, you may remember that we used different slides on the screen to represent different sections in our worship. We used a gathering slide, confessing, adoring. Um, and so we'll be using those this morning, but in addition to just uh, transitioning from one to the other, I'm going to take just a moment to explain what each of those portions in worship are and why we do them in chapel. This first part of worship uh, is gathering. And this is uh, when we take just a moment uh, to acknowledge that we are gathered in the name of Jesus. During this time, we may offer up a prayer or read a responsive reading or, or sing songs. And all of that is meant to gather in Jesus' name. And so now we'll do that with the responsive reading. Will you join me in this? I'll read the light print, and if you'll respond with the bold. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with your eyes. Come before him and enjoy with his songs. Know that the Lord is God, it is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Now will you stand with us as we continue this part of gathering and we'll sing a hymn that I think you'll find familiar. Let's sing it together. Good pleasure. 
confess together several specific sins. This is not meant to be an exhaustive list of sins, but rather these specific sins are meant to bring to mind other sins in your own life that you need to confess to God. We all bow with me as we pr pray a prayer of confession. Almighty and merciful God, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare those who confess their faults. Restore those who are penitent, according to your promises declared to the world in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O merciful God, for his sake, that we may live a holy, just, and humble life to the glory of your holy name. Amen. During this time of confession, we've brought to God our sins and experienced the forgiveness that only the love of God can provide. And our response to this loving and forgiving God is adoration. During this time, we acknowledge the humbling greatness of God. And so now we express our adoration for God by singing. Even as you're seated, I hope you'll sing along with me the song of adoration. Oh, sovereign God, oh, matchless King, Saints adore the angels sing and fall before the throne of grace to you belong the highest praise these sufferings this passing time under your wings I will Praise the Son, praise the Spirit. 
now we move into the time of hearing. While we've heard the voice of God through all of the elements this morning, this is a special time set aside to hear from a person's experience with God, a portion of the Holy Scriptures, along with a person's understanding of the text. So now let us listen. The first 1,500 years of church history were characterized by this practice called Lectio Divina. Since many people were illiterate and many who could read didn't own Bibles, Lectio Divina offered a way of attending to scripture as it was read in church with an ear to hearing a word from God. Lectio Divina invites us into God's presence to listen to God for God's particular loving word to meet this particular moment in time. And this particular time for you happens to be this new year, this new semester, and a new beginning. Our story begins innocently enough. The rising star teacher from Galilee is in Jerusalem and decides to head to the center of worship, of Jewish worship, to spread his message. The temple is teeming with people wanting to see this teacher, healer, and prophet for themselves. Jesus had only been teaching for a short while when there's a disturbance. The religious elite push their way through the crowd and they brought with them a woman. This is highly unusual. The accusation is made. She was caught in adultery. Now they want to know, since this woman has been caught, how will Jesus respond to her brokenness? So what we're gonna do now is we're gonna read the scripture three times through. In between, I'm gonna pause and let you just sit, sit quietly for a moment. So as you listen to the passage being read, I want you to sit comfortably but attentively, and you may want to close your eyes um, if you'd like. As we pick up the story in John chapter 8, I want you to try to imagine yourself as the woman, the person who's been caught in sin and brought before Jesus. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. He awoke early in the morning to return to the temple. When he arrived, the people surrounded him, so he sat down and began to teach them. While he was teaching, the scribes and the Pharisees brought in a woman who'd been caught in the act of adultery and stood her before Jesus. Teacher, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Moses says in the law that we are to kill such women by stoning what do you say about it? This was all set as a test for Jesus. His answers would give them grounds to accuse him of crimes against Moses' law. Jesus bent over and wrote something in the dirt with his finger. They persisted in badgering Jesus, so he stood up straight. Let the first stone be thrown by the one among you who has not sinned. Once again, Jesus bent down to the ground and resumed writing with his finger. The Pharisees who heard him stood still for a few moments and then began to leave slowly, one by one, beginning with the older men. Even the pious Pharisees knew they had sinned, so there would be no stones thrown this day. Eventually, only Jesus and the woman remained, and Jesus looked up. Dear woman, where is everyone? Are we alone? Did no one step forward to condemn you? Lord, no one has condemned me. Well, I do not condemn you either. All I ask is that you go. From now on, avoid the sins that plague you. As you hear the scripture read a second time, 
I want you to try to imagine yourself as the Pharisees, the religious leaders of that time. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. He awoke early in the morning to return to the temple. When he arrived, the people surrounded him, so he sat down and began to teach them. While he was teaching, the scribes and Pharisees brought in a woman who was caught in the act of adultery and stood her before Jesus. Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. Moses says in the law that we are to kill such women by stoning. What do you say about it? This was all set up as a test for Jesus. His answer would give them grounds to accuse him of crimes against Moses' law. Jesus bent over and wrote something in the dirt with his finger. They persisted in badgering Jesus, so he stood up straight. Let the first stone be thrown by the one among you who has not sinned. Once again, Jesus bent down to the ground and resumed writing with his finger. The Pharisees who heard him stood still for a few moments and then began to leave slowly, one by one, beginning with the older men. Even the pious Pharisees knew they had sinned, so there would be no stones thrown this day. Eventually, only Jesus and the woman remained, and Jesus looked up. Dear woman, where is everyone? Are we alone? Did no one step forward to condemn you? Lord, no one has condemned me. Well, I do not condemn you either. All I ask is that you go, and from now on, avoid the sins that plague you. As you hear this story a final time, I want you to imagine as best you can that you are Jesus. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. He awoke early in the morning to return to the temple. When he arrived, the people surrounded him. So he sat down and began to teach them. While he was teaching, the scribes and the Pharisees brought in a woman who was caught in the act of adultery and stood her before Jesus. Teacher. This woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Moses says in the law that we are to kill such women by stoning. What do you say about it? This was all set up as a test for Jesus. His answers would give them grounds to accuse him of crimes against Moses' law. Jesus bent over and wrote something in the dirt with his finger. They persisted in badgering Jesus, so he stood up straight. Let the first stone be thrown by the one among you who has not sinned. Once again, Jesus bent down to the ground and resumed writing with his finger. The Pharisees who heard him stood still for a few moments and then began to leave slowly, one by one, beginning with the older men. Even the pious Pharisees knew they had sinned, so there would be no stones thrown this day. Eventually, only Jesus and the woman remained, and Jesus looked up. Dear woman, where is everyone? Are we alone? Did no one step forward to condemn you? Lord, no one has condemned me. Well, I do not condemn you either. All I ask is that you go, and from now on, avoid the sins that plague you. Having heard of the voice of God in song and scripture and in prayer, we conclude each chapel service with ascending out in God's name. This benediction is meant to remain with you throughout your day as a reminder of, the, of this brief time of worship. So let's stand together now to receive the benediction.
As you go out into this new semester, may you find freedom from the things that plague you. Addiction, loneliness, illness, anxiety. And may you be aware that God does not condemn you, but rather offers you through community hope, grace, and unconditional love. Go in peace.